You're listening to Kindling Conversation with Siobhan Hunt, part of Kindling Kids Radio. This week, Kindling launched a brand new program called Play and Learn. It's got a stack of great content in it, including segments where kids can create art to different sounds or where they can learn about music. One of the segments is meditation, meditation for small children. And I'm a bit obsessed with meditation because there's so much research on why it's good for adults. But it's a challenge for adults to do, right? So I can't imagine what it's like for kids. Karen Young is a psychologist at the very popular website, website Hey Sigmund, and author of a book about anxiety for kids. It's called Hey Warrior. Hi, Karen. How are you? Hi, Siobhan. I'm well, thank you. How are you? Good, thank you. So as you know, I have tried meditation and I find it a bit of a struggle. And then I try to translate it to thinking about my children who are definitely more hyperactive than me, believe it or not, are noisier than I am. And they're still, their brains are still developing. So they don't get all the things that I get. Mm. Um, Do those things make it impossible for them to meditate? No, no, kids can actually, kids are actually quite good at, at, at meditating and being still. And the thing about meditating is it's not even necessarily about um, sitting there and doing nothing. It's really just being present in the moment. So kids will naturally really, um, they'll find it easier than us to switch off. They, they might, you know, it might take more to get them to do it. But once they do, they can just watch a bug crawling on the ground for ages or they can listen to you read them the same story over and over and over for ages and be really present in that moment with you so really when you cut it away meditation or you know um, is being in, just being fully present in the moment and letting your brain be still because our brains were meant to be still sometimes rather than racing and and kids aren't naturally like us where they're thinking about the things they've done in the past or being dragged into the future they are more um i suppose capable of us than engaging in the moment they might gauge they might engage they might move activities quickly and they might move their focus quickly but they can engage in the moment so we can and you know they do need a little bit of directing sometimes but absolutely they can do it yeah so if they're good at doing this on a day-to-day basis in a way that we as adults aren't, what do you see that they get out of, say, a more structured period of time? So, for example, with the play and learn, we have, I think they're around five minutes, ten minutes, where um, mm. we encourage kids to sit down, to close their eyes, to think about um, something like a bubble and, and using that to get yeah. relaxed. If our children are good at being present in the moment, do we need to do sort of structured meditation with them? Yes, I think, because this is the time to get it started as a practice. Because what happens as they start school and as they start getting older, their minds will naturally start focusing more on the things they have to do, the assignments they need to to get in, what they need to do and take for soccer practice this afternoon. So that's that's all a mind being in the present or they'll start thinking about what happened at lunchtime or what they should have done, you know, with this assignment that's already been handed in. So that's when we can get into trouble. So if you can get them when they're little to start a regular practice, because what happens is as we get older, we fall out of practice. So we lose that capacity to just stay present in the moment because we start getting caught up in life. So the thing with introducing it as kids, um, and it's why it's such... 
oh, it's such an important and wonderful thing to do with kids is because it gets them into a, a regular practice. So it becomes like brushing their teeth. And it's just a thing that they do or having breakfast. It's just a thing they do. So even though they're already um, capable of doing it, it's actually finding a way to make sure that they keep doing it as they get older and as they start getting their schedules, you know, fuller and fuller and starting to worry about the things they have to do or haven't done or um, it's it's getting that that practice established because it is I I when I started meditation it's really hard it's hard to do as an adult and so and I still find it difficult sometimes because that's not where my mind is my mind's always thinking about what I need to do um, and it's a real um, tug against my own mind to get it to be still whereas kids if we can get them practicing when they're little. We're really establishing that and strengthening their brains because the brain changes with experience. So the more they practice it, um, the more they get into that regular practice when they're younger and keep that practice going when they're older, the easier they find it. It won't, it won't be a struggle that um, some of us have when we're grown up. <laughs> now, as I mentioned, I'm obsessed with it because there is so much research on it, yeah. the good it does us. So just oh. remind us again why this is something that is good to sort of teach our kids young. Mm. There is a mountain of research. It, it, it quite literally changes our brain for the better. So it strengthens um, wiring and circuitry and um, connections in the brain, in areas of the brain that, that we really need. So a lot of the research has been done in adults, but there's also a lot of research happening in um, Australian schools around well, mindfulness, which is just a, just a type of meditation. It, 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 there are lots of different types. Um, but what it does, oh, there's so much that it does, but it can help them sleep better, concentrate better, so it can really strengthen that area at the front of their brain which is um, responsible for all of the executive functions like paying attention, um, concentrating, problem solving, uh, analysing, thinking of consequences and, and moral moral behaviour. So thinking about the difference between right and wrong and that develops and, and mindfulness has been found to increase activity in that part of the brain. The other um, important part of the brain for kids is the area at the back of the brain, which is the seat of their big emotions. So anxiety, anger, um, sadness, all of those big feelings that can really get in the way and bring all of us unstuck. What it does is mindfulness actually um, reduces activity in that area of the brain. Um, so it can help them to... to, to um, find calm when they're in high emotion and it also seems to strengthen the connections between the front and the back of the brain so that when they're feeling that that big emotion um, it they can find calm better it also reduces stress and the thing about stress is it's okay to be stressed sometimes we're built for it we're designed for it but when that stress response stays for too long that's when we can get sick and um and all sorts of things can happen. Now, what mindfulness does is it seems, it, it, you know, it relaxes them. So all of the, um, the, the physiology that comes after stress, which can cause us trouble, mindfulness actually can, can calm all that down and teach them to relax and teach them to, when they start to get stressed, to actually find um, calm again. It's, I, I was reading some research the other day um, saying how mindfulness can actually change 
um, the stress response in our DNA. So we're really cracking open the research on this and there is just, there's nothing bad that's come from it. It's all been incredible what it does to us um, and the way it can change their brains for the better. So if we have taken that on board and we're thinking that's Mm. a fabulous idea. I mean, as I mentioned, we've got the segments in play and learn where you can play and i've got to say the guided meditations that is my voice people will hear um doesn't just because i guide them doesn't mean i know how to do it myself but having said that that's one way um parents can meditate with their kids they could listen to a guided meditation Mm. like the one we have in play and learn have you got any other tips on how parents might be able to incorporate a, a regular meditation with their children the i think the The guided meditation um, is one of my favourite things because kids can actually focus on on a voice. They've got something to focus on so they don't drift away. And it's actually one of the ways I love um, meditating. But anything that makes them really present in the moment. So even just sitting with you while, um, you know, at a time reading to them or, or singing to them where, they, where they're fully focused and, and present with you and concentrating in the moment. Things like you can go for a mindful walk where they're paying attention to, and you do have to guide them and direct them to pay attention to what they feel against their skin and, and what the ground feels like um, beneath their feet. So there's lots of everyday activities that they can do to really bring them in into the moment. And it's why kids will actually, on the same night, they'll want the same story over and over and over and over. They love the sound of your voice. They love feeling you beside them. It's, they're fully present. So anything which is teaching their brain to be fully present in the moment is really a form of, of meditation where they are there with a full mind eating. So getting them to eat something and really talking to them about how it feels um, when they pick it up between their fingers and chew slowly and see what it feels like um, in your mouth or getting a heap of different um, beautifully or maybe not so beautifully if you don't have fun with them um, smelling things. It might be grass, it might be a curry leaf, it might be spices and herbs and flowers um, and putting it in front of them with their eyes closed and getting them to smell it and um, talk to you about what that does inside them. That's all a type of... um, Meditation. My favourite one is a mindful jar. I think it's really lovely. So you get a jar of warm water and, and um, squidge some dollops of um, glitter glue in it and shake it up. And what happens is the sparkles go all through the all through the water. And the really good thing about that is it actually teaches them what they're what's happening in their heads when they're not being fully present and when they're stressed or in high emotion and the glitter goes everywhere and they can't see clearly that's what happens when we're really emotional or stressed or you know not not present and then as they watch the glitter fall that is a type of mindful meditation just watching that um and i can imagine the there's so many young it's girls so and boys that would respond to a glitter jar oh it's beautiful yeah and even just watching it and then you say that's what happens when you're still all the thoughts in your head they settle and you can see clearly and even as they're watching it fall so even if they're coloring in and looking at the detail of that um or you know the arts and crafts activities where they're where they're engaged in the moment anything where their their mind is fully in the moment um is a type of meditation but the reason the 
guided meditations are lovely is because that's kind of a way to um, teach them just to do it with nothing. So just to be still um, and really? focus on oh, their breathing. and yeah. There's so many good tips there, Karen. Thank you, <laughs> as usual, for speaking with us. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. That's Karen Young. She's a psychologist at Hay Sigmund. And if you have an anxious child, I highly recommend her book, Hay Warrior. It explains what's happening in very clear and positive language. And if you're interested in having the guided meditations, you can get them for free on our Kindling app. You just need to search for it under Play and Learn. You've been listening to a Kindling Conversation podcast. We'd like to reach as many parents as possible, and you can help us by giving us a review wherever you downloaded this episode. It means that more people can find us. I'm Siobhan Hunt. See you next time.